tonight on Rogue Padron. Oh, brother. Oh, sister? We're going back to Jakku? Why are we always? <laughs> Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Blank, and you'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Who? What? Where? Why? This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Listeners, welcome to Season 20, Mission 8, Episode 161 of Rogue Padron. Tonight, we are continuing with Alphabet Squadron, Victories, Price, Chapters 22, nope, 20 through 22. <laughs> we are almost to the final chapters. It's, it's, these chapters are some chapters. Extremely, <laughs> pe- extremely penultimate chapters. Yeah, ex- oh god, so extreme. Yep. Um, But before we jump into that extreme with just an X, um, let's get a quick reminder of our hosts. Uh, If Danny, Rogue Six, was a nostalgic internet thing from my tween years, Mm. (laughs) they'd be Neopets uh, because it can be simple and fun or extremely complicated and obscure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. And also it's Neopets. (laughs) It's Neopets. Seth, Rogue Seven, would be live journal because her writing sometimes reveals a little too much of her secrets even when it's not supposed to. Oh, <laughs> man. So I do miss the old live oh journal God. days of just writing. Or in stellar. Like, you Chuckus. Shut the fuck Every- up, Meg. <laughs> Every once in a while, I will log back into my live journal from high school, which I, I made every post private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like- I will just reread the angst. <laughs> that I was dealing with at the time. It's the not pretty. Angst. Listen to Bright Eyes and read, reread all that. It's not it. pretty. I think not petty pretty. petty Twitter culture has nothing on petty no. life journal culture. No, <laughs> it really not. doesn't. Especially because you could make specific friend groups mm. when you lock posts. Like, that's real subtween. <laughs> that's the ultimate power. Yeah. He, uh, Rogue 3, would be the AOL chat rooms because it was just a bit of a cesspool, a meme birthing ground, but also some surprisingly good friendships. Yeah, you could meet some cool people in there. Yeah, You could meet some really dangerous people. (laughs) Yeah, I was allowed to do a lot of things on the internet I probably shouldn't. Yeah, And both of those descriptions are equally used by people that have met Heath, so that's really funny. Interesting. Nice, but dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ash Rogue Nine would be fandom message boards because they got their obscure knowledge and skills, but it's so appreciated and awesome. <laughs> yeah, I did frequent guitar message boards as a teenager. So, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Oh, this skills. is my shocked face. Tell me oh. your, tell me your Ash without telling me your Ash. <laughs> I frequented guitar message boards as a youth. <laughs> And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be homestarrunner.com because it's just fucking weird but surprisingly wholesome humor. (laughs) God, fucking loved that shit back in the day. I loved. Teen Girl Squad was my squad. Mm. I miss Homestar Runner. Me too. It's amazing to me there hasn't been, like, what's the word? Some sort of resurgence. Um, why why did my brain that. think homestuck when you said homestuck? Absolutely yeah, makes not that, makes it homest. And I was like, homestuck? <laughs> and you see homestar, I was one, like, oh god. One, I was not a teen or a tween when homestuck yeah, was. Neither was I, so I don't know why <laughs> my brain is like, so yeah, homestuck. <laughs> I was a full ass adult. <laughs> my late 20s. Um, I don't know what Homestuck is, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, you should be yeah, too afraid to ask. But Homestar Runner, Homestar's the greatest, good. The greatest of internet humor. It's over. <laughs> Team mm-hmm. Homestar Runner is where that one cartoon with "I am the tired" is from, right? No. Yeah. No. That that's was the, a different that's and the it's the end of the world. That's just a totally that was just like that was its just own its own thing. It was a one yeah. a like one flash, off yeah. flash, flash of brilliance. I'm pretty sure that was like the first viral video that I ever became aware of. Was it the, was so it was yeah, so funny. End of the world. It yeah. was so funny. I still reference it sometimes. Yeah. And I am the tired. Yeah. I quote tired. I quote it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking kangaroos. <laughs> so here's the earth. It's chilling. I, w- I won't quote the whole thing. Let's just do the whole thing right <laughs> yeah, now. You can. No. <laughs> Damn, that is a sweet earth, you might say. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> it was like a precursor to Borat, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. They're like, wait, this could be funny. It's like, yeah, it can be funny. It can be funny. It can be funny. <sighs> Speaking of things that can be funny, <laughs> Ash, do you have a Star Wars question? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, I've been thinking a lot about Star Wars dads. <laughs> <laughs> I know of, why. Hell yeah. Because of the Bad Batch. Oh. Um, and- <laughs> My excitement went from like 100 to zero. <laughs> so fast. Just I- the fastest. It's so my the Dad Batch is, now. What do, you, what do y'all think is the, the, the best Star Wars dad? You said what and not who, and I'm kind of fixating on that choice. <laughs> what of is Danny? I'm having a day. I what apologize. Is, oh no, you don't need to apologize. Just making sure that it's be a dad. Yeah, are we talking like rancors? Because like I'm going rancors. I bet they're great dads. <laughs> Probably great dads. I'm like trying to cycle through all the dads and stuff. I'm like, that's a shit dad. That's a shit dad. No, that's yeah, dad. they're mostly that shit dad dads. <laughs> we had a whole episode on the Skyhoppers <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. I remember that. <laughs> Did didn't we do this when I was going on paternity leave? Yeah, too? We, we talked yeah, about Star we Wars did, dad. We talked about yeah. the dads. Um, um, the best Star Wars dad is my dad. Then, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, your dad could never pew pew. Be I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is Bail Organa, right? Yeah, that's what I, I'm like. It's obviously Bail. Um, um, 
I am going to go deep into legends and say Gavin Darklater mm-hmm. uh, for the two kids that he does adopt, um, even after Asir is gone. Um, he still adopts some Bothan, a Bothan kid. Um, single dad? Uh, fucking Gavin. Single dad. Single dad to a Bothan. Oh, and, a, and a human kid. Yeah. Once again, oh, your dad rough. could never. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Din... Din... Is a is an acceptable answer also. Dan is a good dad. Yeah, yeah he's still answer. he's still like trying. You know, he's, he's a very a good, good dad. dad. Yeah, <laughs> still he, he has a lot of potential. Yeah, still the idea that he assumes that like Grogu is a fifty year old old man is still the funniest yep. thing to me though. <laughs> I'm just asking I, you to put the red wire into the red hole. Why is this so hard? You're fifty years old. Come on. <laughs> They're um. more of a caretaker than a father. Hi, hi, my name's Din Jarn, and this is my child that's older than me. This is my elder. This is my fifty-year-old child. He like drops him into that classroom because he thinks it's like a retirement home. Yeah. Oh God, Grogu is the same age as my father. <laughs> you have a young dad. Hey, you got a young yeah. dad. Nice. I'm gonna say Poe Dameron. He's a great dad to BB-8. He is a great dad. Do you know? Yeah, you're right. He is a great dad to BB-8. When they get reunited in The Last Jedi and he does the belly rub, just Ugh, such a dad so move. Good. Here we go. Some good dads. Yes. Not all terrible dads. All but the moms are dead in Star Wars, though, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I really hope Star Wars doesn't make a post for Mother's Day because... They did! <laughs> they, they, always, they always try it. Why would they, they always try it? Why would they ever do that? Incorrect. When- when Carrie Fisher just gave the best Star Wars related Mother's Day tweet of all time. Yeah. What was it? Uh Star Wars a few years ago, Star Wars was like, Who would your mom be in a galaxy far, far away? And she replied, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. That's the that's the tweet. That's all you need. It's the best tweet. Yeah. Yeah, every year they try it and it never lands well because every year it's it? like, oh Star Wars, <laughs> you can't do this. Uh, they just... Did they delete it? Because I do not see it. Maybe they did. <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad tweet. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time they had to delete a tweet this week. Yep. Oh, they oh, yeah. tweet what this did week? they do? I don't see it. Love oh, it. you know that time that they posted the artwork from The Force Awakens where they deliberately removed Finn for oh. not the first time? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. And then that put him back bad. in without even mentioning that they fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Happy May the 4th, everyone. Seriously. Oh, Star Wars. Fuck. Yeah. Uh fuck Star Wars except for us. So Yeah. Let's yeah. let's jump to the next Star Wars impression. Uh, question. Yeah. yeah. Um... Actually, I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna request can we do this next week? Because I feel like I'm gonna try to all coughing. Like while well, my right. like this, I will not right. stop coughing for the rest okay. of the day. No spoilers for the listeners, but we'll come back to this. Yeah. It's gonna be really important. We can do that for the finale. Yeah. <laughs> what a grand finale it will be. <laughs> Oh, such a good finale. All right. <laughs> Speaking of mothers. Hera, I guess. Hera, yeah, there's a mother Hera. in this. There actually is a good mother in here. Hera's a very um, Hera person. is the one good Star Wars mom. <laughs> She's the one living Star Wars. She's the one <laughs> And also a very good Star Wars dad for that matter. Yeah. 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 Hera very good. <laughs> and all around good parent um let's get back to victory's price aka the burden of ascendancy 
chapters 20 and 22. I am really running out. Of, I'm so glad I only have one more episode left of synonyms. I am scraping the ball ascendancy? with that barrel. It, what yeah, is ascendancy. this, fucking throne? Ascendancy. Honestly, I was thinking it sounds more like a fucking Halo show. How shit. did that not come up in our listener response last week? The worst possible thing would be Thrawn shows up in the last three chapters and it's just like, hey, I'm and then, Thrawn. And it and does the Thrawn Sino shit hunt, and then the book and is over. Zaf put ascendancy right here? Yeah, are you <laughs> no, foreshadowing? I feel, like, I feel like the worst thing would just be Chass for no reason whatsoever goes, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to black. That's the last line of the book. Oh, God. Oh god, then, that is the worst then, possible thing. And then you flip and it's a black page and then another one and a black page and just says like in the in the MCU style of like Grand Admiral know, Thrawn will, Thrawn will be seen again. An <laughs> yeah. oh alphabet god. squadron, Thrawn rising. <laughs> I would cry. I mean, I would read a Thrawn book if Alexander Shadows Hunt Free wrote it. Yeah. Yep. I would but read I, anything if he wrote it. I would I, hate every moment of it. <laughs> Thrawn came back into canon, and then they were like, we're, they're making a Thrawn prequel book. And I was so excited. I was just like, yeah, I Aww. love Thrawn. And now I'm just like, Thrawn? Again? Another- How many of these books are there? <laughs> two like, two trilogies later. Trilogy and another trilogy. And he's also he in Rebels. And <laughs> We get it. You're blue and you're smart. ever cared about Thrawn this much. I mean, blue and you're on smart. the flip That's side, it. it makes Del Rey a ton of money, so I understand why they're doing it. And yeah. like, like, it's I'm at not the point now where they're so it. self-contained that it's just like so easy to ignore. Like now that we're out of Rebels yeah. and it's just like doing his own yeah. thing, like whatever. Thrawn can fuck around for all he, for all I care. Like just just stay out of my <laughs> the stuff I like, around. and we're right. good. Yeah, I can live with that. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Last time on Alphabet Squadron. Erica Quell finally opens up to her old squadron, informing them of the messenger secret, a massive database hidden on Coruscant detailing the crimes of every single Imperial citizen. She wants to go to the glittering capital planet and stop major fuckhead soaring keys from destroying the database and everything around it. Chasna Chaddock is having a rough time, and the rest of her squadron are not making it any easier for her. Nath Tencent fulfills his promise to Will and talks to Chas about her cult, revealing Letija's shady history that he uncovered with his intelligence access. access. He tells her that she owes him a bomber pilot and that if she doesn't want to survive the war, she can come to him to shoot her at the end. Ulark tries one final time to get his people to sue for peace instead of going to war, but it was never going to work. He's not flying again, but he'll help from aboard the Deliverance however he can. Nath finally snaps and says they are done. Kairos is the only squad member Hera can spare to join Erica on her mission to Coruscant, so she joins her sister on a long flight to Coruscant. Oh god. <laughs> Colonel Catman Soren Keys leaves the Yadis en route to the galaxy's capital Coruscant, a planet-like city of cities. He knows the realities of letting a database of Imperial identities listing citizens' felonies. Falling into his enemy's hands guarantees endless penalties for their atrocities. He's got a messed up interpretations of Socrates' philosophies, fueling his prophecies, and when he receives orders from authorities to back off, he disagrees and carries on. Knowing his destruction of digitized imperial memories may just end up killing some poor civilians out just trying to do their fucking groceries. <laughs> Can you say Socrates <laughs> one more time? <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> This the has the same energy right? 
it's like whenever I have to write a song and make a rhyme fit, even though like I want to use a word, but the word doesn't rhyme. So you just kind of have to like add inflection in weird places and hope nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows it's fine. I'd What's impressive is that weird. the number of rhymes increases every time, even though you claim you're running out of words right. to rhyme with. It's because you keep using more. I know. I know. I actually have a document with a bunch of, um, <laughs> like, words written. Like I made it while I was writing this one, but I have a document now with a bunch of rhymes that I want to include in the last one, because I'm like, great. these will be great for this. So the last one's going to be a wild ride. <clears throat> the captain gives Chalice an awkward half smile. That's not. Yes, that's her name. The captain gives Chalice an awkward half smile, wondering if Brand is somewhere in the distance with a rifle aimed directly at the ex-governor's head. They do that stupid dance where you don't know if you're meant to hug or shake hands. And yes, Brand is indeed watching from far away, and she's very embarrassed by the whole thing. <laughs> Are they gonna smooch? They're not gonna smooch. I don't know. They could. She's smooch. way older than him. Kind of seems like they're about so? to smooch. What's that got to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> Nora Wexley is like a solid like 15 years older than Wex. Dude, if you're trying to make a point we to Saf about, about why I think it could work, you don't bring out Nora Wexley. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am 100% going to be a cougar. So like, I don't appreciate it. And we are all going to support you in that, Meg. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Chapter 20, Unveiling the Tools of Ordeal. Ugh. <laughs> let's see them <laughs> what are the tools they're right behind this door let's unveil them um should we <laughs> so the hey. tools of our deal is just sword and keys hey. <laughs> he is a tool um he is a tool. hey glisteners you remember that one time that uh we were wor- doing another show and a bunch of us took separate parts of the show notes <laughs> and yeah, they had to read them <laughs> We did a little bit of that again. Yep. Oops, oh, we did it again. Fire. It was Target Fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Target Fire. It was Target Fire. That's right. Yeah, that's Oops, happening again. We did it again. Yeah. See if you can guess story. who wrote the notes for each chapter. Yeah. Oh. Give you a hint. It wasn't me for any of them. <laughs> what if Heath read one Ooh. chapter of this? Actually <laughs> wrote like, the note. Hang on. <laughs> Let chapter me piece this three. together. <laughs> one chapter of the trilogy. Let's so be clear. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> all right Hera has arrived at the Battle of Jakku the gathering of ships at Jakku reminds Hera of the Battle of Endor except bigger and better with more ships and also three Starhawk class battleships whose birth she'd midwifed aw Jason has siblings and with firepower and defenses to match anything short of a Death Star so yay cool the New Republic has their own Death Stars I love I love that, 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 like, you're implying that Jason's, uh, like, siblings are a Starhawk. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense with Hera, honestly. Honestly, it does, yeah. I really <laughs> didn't know what, like, what did she mean by birth, their, the battleship's birth she'd been so, wife to? What are Star- they getting at? Do you say, because, no. wait, I almost know. That's a Star- season six throwback. You better wait, be listening you to season six. You don't birth, when you're midwifing, you don't, you're not birthing your own children. Right. <laughs> So in Star Wars, it's a a connection to squadrons. Oh, interesting. She's working on the Starhawk class. So she's helping develop them. Yes. Okay. And she ends up, I believe, blowing one up. (laughs) Oh, she has to kill one of these children? Yeah. (laughs) uh, Oh, tragic. I cannot remember. Was it the one she named Kanan? (laughs) Wow. Danny, too soon. Too soon. (laughs) 
too soon because I literally just watched those episodes last year for the first time. <laughs> oh, that is definitely too soon. It's always too that would be soon. some great tragedy. Come on. It's it got a stuff for you to write. Yeah, it is. But Ooh. thankfully, squadrons. Thankfully, squadrons <laughs> are my, my free. You're my Starhawks, Ezra, Sabine, Kanan, and Zeb, and they all got blown. <laughs> oh, I, man. And Chopper's just off to the side, like, I told you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad idea. Mon Mothma gives an inspirational speech, which Hera tunes out since she's heard it hundreds of times before. She reflects on the number of battles she has seen and how this needs to be the last, if for no other reason, so that she can be an actual mother to her son. We all agree with that, Hera. Some Imperial fighters are appearing on her scanners, but she knows that the sneaky Imperials have probably hidden a lot more ships. Under the sand, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point you make, Saf. Like, where else would they be hiding <laughs> ships on Jakku? It's literally just sand. She said there were ships hidden. Just an at-at rises from the dust. I mean... argue. its feet. It'd be a little after, on the nose. After Rise of Skywalker, I can't fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Once she'd been a rebel, and she'd grown comfortable with doubt and uncertain odds, she remembered her role and resolved to fight. Will Lark is on board the Deliverance at the Battle of Jakku. Will observes that Mon Mothma is not herself present at Jakku, indicating that she doesn't anticipate that they'll accept the surrender she is offering. You're probably right, Will. But when has Mon, Mon Mothma ever been like in an actual battle, though? That's a really good point. Yeah, she's not in it in Jedi. It's, yeah, yeah, she's she never in an actual home, battle. She was on Home 1, presumably in Endor, but she wasn't like in But was she gray. anticipating that Endor would end in Imperial surrender? Like, I think the idea is that, like, if this is an actual surrender, she needs to be there in person to accept, to accept their surrender, yeah. right? That's a good point. I mean, point. she thinks there's not going to be any fighting. Yeah. I mean, if anyone knows about people not accepting surrenders, it's Will Lark. <laughs> yeah, it's Will fucking Lark. Yike. <laughs> Using his old podcast setup to reach out to Shadowing, he delivers a plea of his own to lay down arms like he decided to do. The only other being in a ro- in the room is a Morsirian Mossi- M- tech whose brother was a fallen pilot under Will's command. The tech comments that Will was kind to his brother, not kind enough, Will thinks. Will asks he is just carrying the shit with him every second of every day. Yeah, he is having a he real was, bad time. There's he more, was there's... not supposed to be here. Yeah. yeah. What he is it? There's more than here. one type of prison, Will Lark. I sense that you carry yours wherever you go. I want <laughs> Look, <laughs> now who's going read... straight for the... Cheer it! Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, cheer it. No one cut. asked you to this episode, cheer it. <laughs> Deep cut. Wow. God. I watched one last night, I'm sorry. Oh, I love the idea of the ghost of cheer just like showing up randomly throughout the rest of galactic history <laughs> to like make people sad. <laughs> and then the Meg's ghost g- of Bay showing up. gonna write that fic, I think. The yeah. ghost of Bay showing up just being like, cheer it! <laughs> we were supposed to have movie Le- night. Leave them Leave alone. Them alone. <laughs> You, they're doing God. their own shit. You don't even know what's going on. Let them figure it out. Sure, it's always ready to come in there with that snarky comment. Fucking busybody, even in the afterlife. <laughs> you know, sure it would though. Yeah. We'll ask the tech if there's been any word from Quell or Kairos. No. And if he will send the broadcast to the remainder of Alphabet, Chess, and Nath. Yes. He says, I think they're better when they support each other. As he walks away, the ship vibrates and will recognizes the signs of battle. Either that or run. the sign that he's on a ship with a naked corn horn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really will run. 
We'll, we'll run, run and get there. out of there. Yeah. Get out of there, ice arts here. You'll be taking up a life of war after all, if yeah. that's your other option. <laughs> he began to run, heading toward the nearest damage control station. His obligations to the New Republic were finished, but he wouldn't let his comrades die if he could help it. Ugh. Ugh. Nath Tencent leads Will's old squadrons at the Battle of Jakku. As his squadrons give roll call, Chess jokes that they should be called Alphabet and Friends, or perhaps Alphabet Plus. <laughs> I love Chess so much. This, this is my favorite exchange. That was <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so funny. And then they changed the trilogy name for the last book. Alphabet, Alphabet and Friends. And friends. <laughs> like, is this like Garfield and Friends? Well, that's how we know it's going to be a series now instead of just three books. <laughs> I just love that the other pilot oh, is like, no, wait, we weigh out. There's only two of you. We outnumber you. And right. it should yeah. be Hail Squadron and Friends. And Chess is like, no, screw you. It's Alphabet and Friends. It's obviously Alphabet. It's Alphabet and Friends. It's the most important people. Right. Alphabet yeah. and our friends. And our friends. Yeah. You. Like, you think you think you can put Chess and Neff as friends? Like, right. no. We are clearly the main characters of this story. <laughs> no, yeah. Come on. Like, you look at Alphabet Squad, you're like, those are the protagonists. Those are the main characters. <clears throat> Neff? No. Hail Six. Jenny, Hail Six, Jenny Avrimov responds that the non-alphabet pilots way outnumber Chess and Nath and proposes Hail Squadron a friend instead, to which Chess responds, screw that. Nath hadn't recalled ever seeing a gathering of ships the size and scope of what was before him now. His pilots seem jovial enough and he keeps his tone casual even as he is filled with a sense of dread. An annoying sense that his pilots would really have preferred will be leading them. Um, right I have there. that highlighted. Um, yeah, I had a this is you would. his yeah. honor, his inner monologue uh, in parentheses. They'd only accepted him as commander because Will was gone, of course. But he squashed that thought like a gnat. The boy was done with fighting, and Nath was done with him. Oh, <laughs> See, that was the line I rewrote for my family. Straight out of Nath Tenzin's life journal. <laughs> I, was just, I was just about to unmute myself and make a life journal joke. Yes. <laughs> Nath is done. Will's done with fighting, and I'm done with him. Share to um, everyone except for him. <laughs> yeah, everyone except Will. No, I'm gonna put it on public so everybody knows. I need Will to know that I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Um, I like when I first read this book, I made a lot of highlights and notes, obviously. Yeah, um, and when I reached this part of the book, I was scrolling through all my notes, and at this point, I kind of just came up, and a lot of them are just sad faces. Yeah. <laughs> no one typically had a sad face. <clears throat> the squadrons begin to engage, and immediately the battle becomes chaos and both sides sustain losses. Nas tries to get his squadrons to regroup while becoming increasingly worried at the lack of shadowing, which is very worrying. Mm -hmm. Chas the Chaddock has engaged in the Battle of Jakku. Amidst the chaos, amidst the chaotic battle, Chas smiles at the thought of Nas. Nath, what the fuck am I doing? No, Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Chess Boss Nass is there. <laughs> Boss Nass is now here. Oh, has anyone you made Keith? I have something you can do while we're doing these notes. What have you, have you made a, yeah, a little yeah, give me a Lil Boss Nass X meme before? <laughs> Hell yeah! And then while you're at it, uh, Lil Nass Tenzin X. Can you do? <laughs> but can you make Boss Nass? In oh. the part like, of where, actually hang, literal, hang on, of where he's on the pole going down to hell. <laughs> I I will absolutely do boss nass on the pole going down to hell. Yeah. Great, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you for on supporting it. us. <laughs> I'll see you all I'm in so about glad 20 minutes. I missed up speaking. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of snub fighter do you think Boss Nass would fly? <laughs> oh. Amidst the chaotic battle, Chess smiles at the thought of Nath trying to be a leader amidst all this. She wonders if Will or Erica would have led any better and concludes that no, probably not. She's grateful they aren't present as this battle isn't suited to their strengths of brave rescues and clever plans. It's true, it's not. <laughs> She's bummed she doesn't have music, only the lectures to listen to, and realizes that Nath successfully eliminated her act of believing in the cult. Chess had never believed. But even feigning belief felt tainted now. Damn, Nath is really good at what he does, though. It's also important to note that this is Chas's inner monologue saying that she had never yeah. believed. Like, okay, Chas, like, sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, it was all, it was just an act. Like, Chas don't have any power over me. What are you talking about? Chas, yeah. we, we read the previous. You one had to detox Chas. from your fucking book, I mean, cult. Detox from your own book. That's you, Seth. It's gonna be these characters I, after this book. Seth, yeah. I think you need to detox from your own book, Victory's Price. Yep. I think you <laughs> encouraged me to write and fix this. Yeah, but it was about Nath. And yeah, it was about Nath. Um, Letitia is in her head still, though, asking how she will approach this battle. Letitia is still in her head, though, asking how she will approach this battle. She reflects on her hero, Jin Erso. Oh, good call out. And her previous desire to die in a blaze of glory like her. Chess had hoped committing to her mission would have brought more relief. But a blaze of glory wasn't painless. And Chess Nechetic had always had a spark of animal fear inside her. Who among us, Chess? So good job, Chess has had character growth. Three books later, she still wants to die. Great. Good. Uh, excellent. But at least she's not in a cult anymore. Yeah. She's not a cult, and she's also doesn't has realized that death actually would probably suck, which is you know, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah, I guess that is that is the growth, right? That she's like, I still am ready to die to blaze of glory, but at least now I understand that it's something to be scared of. Mm. Now she's not gonna just do it for the hell there's of it. Really like, she's like, okay. There's a really interesting like there's a really like interesting comparison there in that like I think Jin would probably hate being made like a martyr for somebody. Oh, she would absolutely hate this. She'd yeah. be like, like don't Jin try to kill like, yourself for war. Jin would be like, I, because Jin wasn't planning on dying. Jin was planning on- No, she on, wasn't like, even planning on helping on them. No, she, but she was planning on getting, like, I, I realized this when I was watching Rogue One last night. It's like she, her and Cassie were planning on getting on a ship and physically taking the plans. Yeah. It, it's only like when things start going really, really bad that they're like, okay, we're going to have to transmit them now. Like Jin would hate it if someone was like, "Yeah, I, I, like you're my role model. Like you died in a blaze of glory, and so do, and I want to do that too." She'd be like, "What the hell is the matter with you?" She was like, "I didn't even want to fight in the war. Why are you here? Why is it still going? Why did they make a second Death Star?" <laughs> it's probably for the best that Jin isn't still around. Honestly, <laughs> nobody tell Jin or so about the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Imagine though, Dude. like if Generoso somehow survived. They made it a planet. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Jen would probably become a very soul. What did I die for? <laughs> right. What the fuck? <laughs> well, we we named Wedge's Squatron after you. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> she would be so mad. <laughs> She'd be like, I wasn't even a pilot. What the? <laughs> <laughs> I was on a ship me? one time. 
It was Bodhi. That was I mean, someone trying to just get us out of there. It meant nothing. <laughs> that was fucking Bodhi just making shit up. Honestly, it meant nothing. I would. I didn't even remember it until just now. Pan over to Bodhi, who's got his like feet up and arms behind his head, just like. <laughs> right. As, a, as an as an old man who's just lived through all of this, yeah. he's just like. <laughs> her false ghost is coming. Like, what are you doing? You cheer it and base him to come in and drag her back to the spirit world. <laughs> Well, Baze no, does anyway. Chira's definitely egging to, her on. Yeah. Chira's like, what are you come. doing? Baze is like, stop crossing over. <laughs> Cassian comes and just like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> and of course, K2 is there too, because droids have souls and they also go to the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Erica Quell. Oh, I need to write this fanfic. <laughs> Nuts. Just gonna say, Disney, hire us for a Disney <laughs> Plus series about the Rogue One crew. <laughs> In the afterlife, hilarious, comforting, so and hilarious. Like, having to watch Andor everything that happens is. after. What if that's the twist of Andor? It's like, no, nah, this is just like Cassie and chilling in the forest. Is it? Can we call Actually, it? Actually, he was diddle along. Can we call it? You all, all thought it would be a prequel. <laughs> Danny, I'm so excited for your joke. Can we call it? All rogues go to heaven. Oh yes, yes. yes we can. Yeah, we can. Here we go. Disney hire us. Erica Quell has arrived at Coruscant. Quell sees that the Imperial defenses are out of alignment and concludes that the ships are trying to re-establish a perimeter after being thrown out of whack by Soren Keyes' arrival. Erica determines that they can enter the planet following Soren's same trajectory, but it will require Kairos to engage with a dozen ties. Kairos's willingness to take such a risk worries Quell, and Quell realizes that she never heard where Kairos learned to fly. Quell, you never heard it because Kairos never fucking said it. As with Quell most things, <laughs> yeah. Kairos hasn't Kairos. talked about this. <laughs> Kairos is just fucking doing her own thing. Don't worry about it. Like, be happy you got the information that you did when you went to Kairos's home planet. <laughs> like, that's yeah. all you're gonna get about Kairos. That's that's all you're getting out of her. Kairos gets a Twitter account and tweets like once, and it doesn't make any sense. And everyone follows her because they're just like waiting for more, but it just never happens. <laughs> When she tweets it once, I like I like it, and then I keep going back and liking it every time Twitter like <laughs> the tweet, which is what it does when you like when things happen for too long. Sorry, I had to make things bigger for myself, and I just made things harder for myself. Okay, Quell Heath is clearly opens. distracted. Yeah, Quell opens very determined look on his face. <laughs> Quell opens a channel to her squad mates. At I mean, like the the good part of the Photoshop right now, where I'm, I'm so manipulating excited. his arms to hold onto the pole. You missed such a good. That's what she said. Opportunity, but it's long past oh, now. Oh god. Oh yeah. It's that's what gone. she said. <clears throat> Quell opens a channel to her squad mates at Jakku and gives them an update, ending with a lie. See you after the war. We don't know that's a lie. <laughs> she hoped it was what her squadron needed and flew after her mentor. Thank you, Dad. I also highlighted that line. <laughs> 21. Confessions under duress. Too many things are happening on the bridge, and Hera does her best to pass them out because it can't be as bad as what's going on outside of her ship. It shouldn't matter to her that the Republic is winning or losing. She just has to focus on her job. Hera momentarily lifts off the deck before crashing back down in thunder and burning. An enemy bomber has gone through. R.I.P. Captain Avad. Hera's one so one adult woman friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hera's quote unquote friend. Her friend. lesbian friend. Her special friend. Her special friend. Um, I just want to quickly give a shout out here to there's a ship called the Promise. And I'm like, is it Apollana's Promise? 
from Twilight Company? No. <laughs> we don't know that. It could be. It's just It's promise. true. We don't we, know that. Why we, else would we, we call the it. promise? It's it's Apollonius promise. It's You're here. right. It's such it's a specific here. word. There's no other possibility yeah. that any ship would <laughs> no have. No other no other promises have ever been made. <laughs> Look, I think I'm I think I'm right considering it's Alex Freed. Well, ask yourself that. Look, I would it. know. <laughs> Oh sure, now you want to be Alex Free. Yeah, you admit it. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have that on record. <laughs> okay, note to self: call out future Twilight Company crossover references to work out the confession from Saf. <laughs> they also lose contact with their companionship, the Hunting Hound ships. The Hunting Hound, the Serenade, Ser- like <laughs> Serenade. <laughs> sorry the hunting hound the serenade and the bright saber i i don't know anything about dark saber but i love that there is a ship called bright saber presumably in response to the book dark saber somebody heard the phrase dark saber and they're like i have a good name for a ship they're like but we're the republic therefore bright saber that's Sabine's ship. She's just like, I hate these Mandalorians. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm gonna make the bright saber. She's that. like, what is the opposite of dark? Light. She's like, fuck, lightsaber story taken. <laughs> <laughs> it's already taken. Oh, I can't I hate the the one thing I hate more than the Mandalorians is the Jedi. Damn. <laughs> Can you believe I spent twenty years of my life looking for that damn Jedi kid Ezra only for him to turn out to just be sitting on a mountain commuting with space whales? Yeah. Thrawn and him are friends now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh, so fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Dinah, the cat girl calm officer, plays back the last audio with the ships and here recognizes some underlying noise. She calls Captain Tencent, Captain, and tells him that Shadow <laughs> Yeah, it still sounds wrong. Some, it sounds wrong. It feels weird, it. yeah. <laughs> Captain Tencent. Um... And tells him that Shadowing has somehow replicated the particle effect from Chidawa to hide and def- deafen targets before quickly taking them out. Who could have seen that coming after chapter 19? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Nath gets the coordinates to where they think Shadowing is, but he will at least be able to tell when they get close enough. The problem is they can't encrypt, so everyone will just hear what's going on. Her and the deliverance will come as soon as they can. Nath tries to show some confidence in the face of definitely going to get their asses kicked energy. The remains of Flare, Wild, and Hale had a minute to fly through Raging Battle to get to their target, and lol at the faster ships overtaking Nath, even though he's leading. <laughs> I love uh, every time the Yeah, loves the Y-Wing reference. <laughs> so good. In case you forgot, Nath, Nath flies a Y-Wing. Y-Wing. <laughs> Captain Nath flies a Y-Wing. Yeah. Captain Tencent. <laughs> Captain Tencent, my bad, my bad. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, he's gross. He's He's kind of okay with dying because at least he's in control of it. Because if he gets vaped, it's his own fault. Who are you, Chasna Chaddock? <laughs> oh, they've been hanging a out a little too much. bit. Yeah, yeah, they're... yeah. They're the only two left, and it's getting bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they don't have Kairos to distract them from like their own internal thoughts. Of being like, right. what the fuck? The, now they think what they're fucking themselves. Oh god. As they get to the target and Nath orders them to open channel, they get the delayed message from Quell. See you after the war. What the fuck? <laughs> Shadowing is harassing an M an MC thirty C frigate, which base I honestly I just want to say frigate is my favorite word. I Frigate's a great word. word so much. It's a great word, <clears throat> which basically stands no chance against them. 
Nath finds the Yiddies and orders his bombers to their new target, warning them not to engage with the Ties unless they have to, because they're bombers against Ties. As Nath himself speeds there, he thinks about Quell and then Will. Me agreed this! Yeah! (laughs) He laughed bitterly and thought about Will back aboard the Deliverance, probably holding on for his life as the Star Destroyer was pummeled, dragging casualties to the med bay of Syndulla, if Syndulla hadn't tossed him in the brig. The kid had always wanted Alphabet to be heroes, had wanted Nath to be a hero, to the point where Nath almost martyring himself above Trioth hadn't been good enough. When Nath had finally met the standard at Shadawa, Will had gone and changed the rules of the game. You wanted heroes, and now you're stuck with them. Mm. Will had never said that. Thanks. Yeah, Will had never said that. Will had Matthew never just kind of assumed. said that. You you could be like, what will make Will like me? I know, being a hero. It's like, right. bro, no, he wants you alive. Not trying to kill yourself in prison. Really? Like, Nath was always the one who, like, went up to, like, promised himself he would protect Will and, like, all these other things. Like, Will didn't ask for shit. <laughs> yeah. Will just didn't even want to fight. Like, no. Nath, you projected onto Will and it was bad. He's like, I want to be a good person, but I can't be a good person just for Nath. So, who would want me to be a good person? Oh, Will, Will would want me Will. to be a good person. It's Will. Yeah. Like he looks, he looks around the group. He's like, "Quelt, nah." Kairos, I don't know. Chess, no, definitely not. Looks at Will. He's like, "That's the one." That one. That That one. Ugh, so stupid. Nath, you're so stupid. (laughs) Nath is so fucking stupid. I love him so much. Nath, like he has T five playing dashboard confessional, screaming infidelity. Says as they fly toward the Indies. Your hair. It's everywhere. <laughs> Nath notices the ties heading toward them after they completely wreck the MC-30C. He speaks openly and says there's no point in hiding and asks Chess how many rounds it's been. The response is just enough for them to be worried about Alphabet. Chess starts to complain about Quell to Nath when a new voice cuts in, asking for Danish, who responds with remorse that they won't be finishing their song. Someone else mocks that they should have stayed behind like Will and added that Will had sent them a message and that they'll kind of miss him chiming in. But Chess says that he was just holding them back. Nath can hear the same strain and giddiness in their voices, knowing that they needed whatever resolution they would find at Jakku as much as they did. The they being shadowing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The, because of Chidawa, they have the open comms happening where everyone can hear each other again. It's great. It's a good time. This is a messy time. <laughs> this is a messy time. <laughs> Chess keeps flying and killing and thinking about Quell. That's very gay. Um, both sides are taking a lot of casualties. It's all a nightmare mess. See you after the war keeps echoing in her mind as the comms are nonstop yelling and taunting and screaming and blaming. Chess thinks of Quell and Kairos and Will and promises Shadowing that they're all going to die there and no one will remember what the Empire did at Jakku. <clears throat> will is running around the Deliverance, look, doing the best he can to do anything he can to help like holding open blast doors for as many people to evacuate or slapping on sealant or escorting the wounded to medbay he wasn't tired just a little dizzy because it's the first time in a long time that he was certain of the things he did as he moves around the ship he can't help but pause when he sees the space battle outside wondering who died in each explosion if one of them could be his friends he could be out there he could be trying to protect them but that wasn't his role he'd already done more than they knew and what he's doing now might still make a difference as he runs into the bow where the sub generators are, he sees a woman sandwiched in one of the maintenance spaces. 
When he calls out to ask if she needs help, she hesitates. He recognizes her as a recruit from Cerberon. Feeling uneasy, Will lingers, and eventually she lunges for him. Danny was also they, feeling uneasy when this interaction I was feeling began. very uneasy. It was like, oh boy, where are we going with this? Oh, and I did not. Did I didn't see it coming, but I no, was just like, nobody, I did not yeah, see it coming. Is someone from home? I, is this like? I had no idea. I saw this coming from the first mention of this character. <laughs> I had no idea. I I had completely forgotten. No, he did really good. I only noticed because I started the book being like, where, where is this character? And so they were invited. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) They grapple, and when Will finally disengages, he's so confused. Why did she attack him? Surprise! It's fucking Palalcedia, that bitch, aka Blink. Oh, here she is. Um, she's the one with the red wig and the vocabulator. Uh and you'll remember in the previous book, she gets super burned and needs a vocabulator. I do not remember that yeah. at all. <laughs> so this yeah. is the first time we're connecting Palal CDO with Blink, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I mean, in the previous book, it's kind of hinted at the same, but it's not ever explicitly stated. It's, yeah, it's never. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I don't pick hint. up on subtlety. So I was like, oh, my God, Palal CDS Blink. What? <laughs> Right. No, I, I like, mean, like, oh, no. this was meant to be the whole reveal. It's great. It's a great reveal. Yeah. I was, so I, <laughs> I read all of these. I couldn't sleep one night. And so between oh. I finished Alphabet Squadron, I, I finished Victory's Price between like three and 5 a.m. <laughs> one, one night. Um, and it was a, it was a trip. <laughs> That's a good time to finish. <laughs> because because it was like, I think I finished Victory's Price around the same time in the right. day. And it was like chapters 19 to the end. And so it was like this, this chunk. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I read, I read Victory's Price in the span of a day. Yeah. I'm yeah, not I quite sure how it. I did that, but it was not, it was not great. Because Victory's Price. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. Um, I think I was so sure I'd highlighted a bit in this book and Sid like made a note saying, Freed, I know what the fuck you're doing here and I see it and I'm mad about it. Um, <laughs> which is, I didn't apparently highlight this. I don't know where, I might've just yelled it at somebody um, instead or yelled it out loud. But like how he's built all these characters to come full circle back to like the one thing they've been fixating on the entire time and that's now their greatest challenge. Oh, fucking amazing. These chapters are so good. <clears throat> Will wants to say he un- doesn't understand, but that would be a lie. Quell can hear Nath and Chess fighting, mentioning her, in hopes that the reason why she can't hear Will is because it was just too noisy. But Quell shouldn't let herself be distracted. Quell and Kairos are flying around, but they don't see any signs of defense or ties. They call back to the Deliverance to say there's no sign of major jerk wads or in keys, so they have to go deeper to search. They fly through the surface city, and Quell's impressed because, ho- because Hollows could never really explain how Coruscant is. She also understands the Republic's hesitancy to engage the planet. Even one bomb can cost a million lives, so why would Keys risk so many? Quell opens a comm on the Tour Force channel and opens, calls out to Keys. When he doesn't respond, she still adds, I'm on my way. Although she tells herself that Kairos and Chaddock and Lark and Tencent don't matter, she still asks the Force... 4E. 4E. Why did I say the Force? She still asks 4E to make sure she can get any... <laughs> she asks the Force. <laughs> she asks yeah, she has That's why I was so confused as I read... <laughs> Would not Our be force. that surprising of a development at this point, honestly. Yeah, this point, Our yeah. force who art in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Please make sure my friends don't die. 
<clears throat> she still asks Fori to make sure she can get any messages from the deliverance. Quell is flying through the federal district, and even though it's a tight squeeze, her X-Wing navigates it as well. Eventually, three TIE strikers pop up, and Quell evades to give herself enough distance to have options. Then a fourth TIE en- engine joins, and one that takes out two of the strikers. And Quell recognizes the flying and firing to know it's keys, even if she doesn't look. She knows he's not rescuing her, that he used her as bait, actually, but he greets her nicely enough. Chapter 22, Boy, The Endless Night. The relationship between Quell and Soren is just so it's compelling oof. and weird. It's so it's weird. so good. Like, I like it's it so, so much, but it's yeah. so weird. It's yeah, so it's just weird. like, I, I can't think of another example of, like, this no. type of relationship so that I've unique. ever read before. Yeah. Yeah. In like, the way that they, afraid. like, know that they're there to fight each other and respect each other so much, and yet are both are maybe just a little bit of, like, well, maybe they'll still switch over to my side, even though they know, you know for the best real thing that, about like, it? it's not going to happen. You know the best thing about it is that it's not romantic in any way whatsoever. No. Also that, yeah. <clears throat> it's great. And, it's, like, and they still Cole calls out bit... in the first book and is like, it's not romantic. It's great. No. And they still have that little bit of, like, enemy of my enemy is my friend, and you're just like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Chapter 22, Danless Night. And we're starting it off with a dramatic reading. Jesus. How are you here? Sorry, shutting down the time stamp. <laughs> oh, good. Take it from the top. How are you here? Okay, a little more, a little more will this time. Ah, how are you here? <laughs> I was being an asshole. Okay, now I thought me interrupting. And action. Will asked. It was all he could think of as his vision cleared and his eyes refocused on the woman who'd called herself Palalcedia. The woman who'd called herself Link. Same as you, Palal said. She twirled an arc wrench in her right hand, then transferred it to her left as she shifted her footing with the grace of a duelist. Half a meter behind her lay her tool bag, still teetering at the edge of the deck plating and creeping toward the maintenance pit. Every time the deliverance shook. My father spent several intimate moments with my mother, and drown neither me nor my sister when we were born. No. No. How are you here? Will repeated. What happened to you? What? He tried to remember what he knew, actually knew, not what he'd had canoned about Blink. She had spoken to him in the Ordal Cluster when he first reached out to Shadowing, spoken to him and seemed receptive to his outreach until she threatened him with death. After that, after Pandem Nye, he'd spent weeks writing and recording messages to Blink. He'd never sent those messages and hadn't heard from the pilot until Blink had warned him about the Cerberon attack. They caught you, didn't they? He said. Shadowing caught you, warning us over Trioth, and you escaped and found your way to us. All the pieces fit but one. If she'd really betrayed her unit, what was she doing now? Will clung to the thought until he saw her face twist into a vision of bewilderment and scorn. You idiot! Simpleton! I sent you the message at Cerberon to distract you. To divert your attention from... She shook her head. I'm not revisiting this now. I don't believe you, he said. She looked torn between frustration and self-righteous fury. She straightened her back, shifting from a combat stance to something prouder. I hunted Chasnachetic on Katadra. I infiltrated your ship when the Deliverance came recruiting. I sent messages to the 204 warning them of your actions. She sounded smug, or made an effort at sounding smug, as she added, Whatever my failures, I take credit for every death the sabotage droids caused. 
Does that explain things, Will Locke? There had only been two deaths, Will recalled. One of the engineers and the captain of the Deliverance. You didn't have to do it, he said. He'd meant to sound placating, but it came out a whispered plea. You could have just joined us, and no one would have known. Somehow, her rage grew. I have a duty to fulfill. I have. Of course, you don't understand. You abandon your colleagues because you found violence distasteful, and that selfish instinct is going to get them killed. All of them. You're going to lose. I just wanted it because of her whole thing. My father had intimate minutes with Rose. my Rose. <laughs> like, so fucking funny. You, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you and know he that's drowned not me. what I mean. You know that's not what I fucking mean. <laughs> I think Will's a great character because in a lot of ways he challenges like notions and stereotypes of masculinity. But in this one sense where like, he was trying to get attention for a long time, and one girl said something to him once, and then suddenly in his head they were, like, married for life. Yeah. He did it's very traditionally masculine in that way. <laughs> yeah. When he's like, he's like, shit, what do I actually know about her? He's like, fuck, I don't know anything about yeah, her. She's, like, she spoke oh, to buddy. me one time, and but and then nice. ever since then I've just been imagining that like, she loves she was me really, more than life itself. She was really nice until she threatened me with death, and he's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, okay, I see it now. <laughs> Okay, listen, yeah, Chas threatens him with death all the time. You're right, his, his barometer is, is all yeah. fucked up because yeah, of Chas. It is really, it is really up, actually okay? fucked up. <laughs> when the only women you hang out with are Chas, Kairos, and Erica, like, yeah. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fact that he didn't think this whole interaction was flirting is actually pretty Wait, surprising. He can't, yeah, I'm proud like of he him. can ask Nath for advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, Nath is like, well, I'm going to die because of you. And he's like, is that a flirt? <laughs> is that, are we flirting? I think we just broke up. Did we just break up? Did we just, is that a breakup? So the killing, offering to kill is flirting, but the offering to die is breaking. I see, that, I see, I get it now. breaking. an important distinction. <laughs> <clears throat> T5 help. They fight. <laughs> T5 help. <laughs> they fight and she jumps for a bag. She jabs him in the eyes. He smashes her head into a rod. This fight is fucking brutal, my pals. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Will shaking. Will Lark, known hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, he's struggling here. (laughs) Shaking. He brought his free. He probably should have just flied. Honestly. That's what Freed does. He makes the characters have personalities and then picks the one thing that makes everything worse for them. Yeah, he really... That's why I was like, Freed, you son of a bitch, I see what you're doing here, because I realized he's doing exactly that. Will finally realizes that his his calling is to, like, advocate for peace and not participate in fights anymore, and then he has to participate in, like, the bloodiest duel of his life. Mm. With, like, the person he was so sure was his, like, reflection on the other two. Oh, God. Yeah. Shaking, he brought his free hand to the woman's throat and closed her over warm skin and her vocabulary's cold metal. It felt like the start of a murder. Just, mmm, ugh, so good. Thanks, Freed. She's yelling names at him. The names of her fallen comrades. Reading this bit. They had names. Not Puke and Snapper. Herodin Nestle. Garl Lycan. Say the names of the people you killed. Imagine having to say Garl while killing someone. I forgot about Garl. (laughs) Me too. I read that. I was like, fuck, it's Garl. Garl was... Wait, which one was Garl? He you was... have to unironically Garl like call out jart. the name of your fallen comrade, Garl. <laughs> Garl was our new Garl. jart. <laughs> At least, okay, Puke wasn't Garl. 
Snapper was girl. Girl Lichen was Snapper? Like, he's a werewolf. That's a wolf man. It makes sense, yeah. (laughs) Girl. Yeah, please. How can you say Garl with like rage and like Garl? Garl. (laughs) Say his name. Say his name. Garl. Like. (laughs) Garl. <laughs> Doesn't she also have like a fucked up voice? Co- she or does. Something? Yeah, her vocabulator is like glitching out. She's like, <laughs> the vocabulator is like, can't be a real word. Can't be real. <laughs> she was a mad woman. She was his enemy. She was scared and mourning her friends. She was blank. Oh, buddy. Ripped a girl. <sighs> you ripped a girl. Um, he knows what she's got in her bag is a bomb and he needs to stop her or else everyone here is dead. She runs and he chases her. More names. Calvin Alik. Kara- Karulunin. Prushanon Cedia. Karulunin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Karulunin. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I read Prushanon Cedia, who died um, in this book, who was her sister, twin sister, I think, um, I, I saw that I had a highlight. For it and I was like oh interesting what what interesting thing did I pick up about this my highlight was literally just a capital F that was my note I just read <laughs> F for this character F in the chat for Perusha non <laughs> yeah I thought I'd come with something witty no it was just F no not at all <laughs> he needs no he tells her she doesn't need to do this but she's out for fucking revenge now she know she knew she might not survive this and boy how does she intends to finish the job she tells him that the empire will never stop fighting and sets off the bomb. <laughs> Chess? Oh, yeah. Rip. Will dives for cover, I guess. Uh, Is that really no, going to help? We'll it's just, a fucking bomb. Will just dives. <laughs> yeah, he just dives. It's not really... He just, he just hopes that he's... Chess? Dead. We're not sticking with that. Chess is flying what remains of hail. Flying with what remains of hail. As they abort a bombing run. She knows she could take out the EDs with all of her ordnance, but she won't survive the attack. And for once, that actually stops her. Their people and the shadowing pilots are playing who, what, where together as they fight. Apparently, I, I had strong feelings about this when I wrote these notes. You did. <laughs> this is the fucking culmination of all of the books. Everything. Freed built this moment and he fucking deserves it. My God, man. Holy shit. This is utterly soul-breaking work. This is just fucking, mm, oh God. This is masterful writing. Um, Vital was laughing over the open comm channel. Who, she called. Got a nephew on Corellia, but maybe I'll settle for my sisters in the 61st. Wait, I forgot Vital joined them from the 61st. She used to be part of Twilight Company. She was Sergeant Vital. <laughs> oh, she's doing Her sisters are the ones that find out she dies. Um, but she doesn't plan on dying here and now. <laughs> well. And hopefully she doesn't. Um, her what is a pry bar upside the head 12 years from now. So it's open. Chess mutes the open channel to escape the talk and is distracted by a bright light as the deliverance begins to burn. She burns out her weapons, unable to look away, knowing that this means the death of Will and Hera and everyone else. She and jumps she's back like, to- damn, it should have been me! <laughs> yeah, I was- Will Why wasn't meant I to be the one. Get to die? <laughs> Will, stop taking this from me! Oh boy. <laughs> she jumps back to the open calm to interrupt and ask which one of these fuckers is Char. Where's Blink? Spitzy. She's in the B-Wing and they better fucking come meet her in the pit. It's happening again. One by one, her comrades are dying and she'll be left alone, just like she feared. This isn't how it's supposed to go, she thought. Will <clears throat> Lark was supposed to be safe. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
Yeah, he was supposed to be. <laughs> he was supposed to be. He Maybe was the one... if you'd taken up his offer to like join him and lay down arms. Hey, Meek, Meek, remember when we started these books? We were like, well, likes the game of Dark Lives books. And yeah, he is. We, yeah, he is. We shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Monkey paw, we fucked it up. Monkey, it fucking happened again. Hera's never loved the deliverance like the Lodestar of the Ghost. Oh. Then there was her ship, with which she'd shared a decades-long marriage. No matter how long they were parted, nothing could match her bond with the Ghost. The deliverance had never had time to redeem itself. It had never stopped being a star destroyer in her eyes. She felt a pang of guilt when she realized it was dying, as if she'd failed someone under her care, someone she'd promised to give a second chance. Whoo! So that's why she couldn't um, be in an open relationship, like a clear, like a clear, not open relationship, but like openly be in a relationship with Kanan. She was already married to her ship. Yeah. The theory that uh, was it Ash's theory that like Freed actually watched Rebels between books two and three, like just yeah, more and more, more evidence up. stacking up here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Listen, Hera, man, Hera just blames herself for everything, I think. I think relatable. She just... She's got that survivor's guilt. She's got guilt about things that aren't her fault, right? I think Hera and Chas need to form a support group that's just the two of them. Yeah. (laughs) It's like Hera probably blames herself for Kanan's death because she's the one that got captured. And yeah. and did that whole, she probably blames herself for Ezra too and that whole situation is oh, like it's not your fault Hera Hera you did your you're a good mom Ezra's an idiot <laughs> yeah you can't blame yourself for Ezra you could never it was Ezra's choice to fuck off with the space whales you could never fault. you could never control or affect what Ezra did she probably blames <laughs> herself can. for the fact that Lando is still alive <laughs> <laughs> I had so many opportunities to get this scumbag like, out of the galaxy. Okay, wait, wait. So I she, think, <laughs> I, I think one of the funniest things in Star Wars is the fact that Hera and Lando are generals in the Republic at the same time. Yeah, yeah. like imagine because she because the ghost is at um Exegol, um, which means that she heard Lando's broadcast of like everyone come help, and she was like, "Fuck's sake, he's still around. I have to go help." <laughs> or or her kid or Jason is the one that's flying the ghost at that point, and he's that's just a like, good point. man, is that that asshole my mom makes? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking guy, the guy from the Trey story. Yeah, <laughs> it's that Trey guy. <laughs> just like after the battle of Eskel is done, they're all like having their little celebration. Jason just walks up to Lando and just whacks him on the head with a tray, <laughs> and that's how Lando like, died because oh, he's super he's like, old at that point. Like, that's my like, mom. Oh. Oh, you're, you're Hera's son, clearly. Yeah. Hera asks the status of the escape pod, <laughs> and Stormvane isn't really sure because Chidawa's particles are fucking messing everything up. Um, but at least two decks are off safely. They're still on course, and they'll make it to the squadrons. The Yudis and Shadowwing are moving away from the fighting squadrons, heading for a Starhawk. They're trying to do ship assassinations under the cover of the particle field still. Hera orders everyone else on the bridge to get to the escape pods or the hangar and get the fuck out. Stormvane asks if she's staying, and she says she'll stay until she can't. She's not planning on dying today. Hmm. She's going to fly a whole damn starter show herself. Yeah, she is. Best pilot in the galaxy. She sets up the trajectory and sends out a comm message. Look, okay, I know people are like, Poe Dameron's the best pilot in the galaxy. How many ships has he been through? She's still got her original ship. No, Hera's definitely. He, yeah. He, yeah, and like, as far as we know, we've only seen him fly like snub fighters, right? Like small yeah. single person ships. Hera, I yeah. think Hera is the best pilot because she piloted a, a fucking freight ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like an X-Wing for right. years. 
Yeah, she's fucking amazing. And she like And now she's gonna fly a Star Destroyer. And she, she can the battle of what the hell is that planet in Rogue One? Scarif. Thing. Oh god. Wait. She survived so many battles, yeah. Scarif. Right. And it's not just her ship that she can fly, right? Like we know she can fly B wings. We know she can fly like X wings. Yeah, she, she gets in a B wing and like, can just fly it right away. Yeah. Like anyone who can get a B wing is just like, this is easy. B-wing That's is like when B wings have not existed yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, the prototype B wing. Like the B, she was the first person to fly a B wing. Yeah. She flew it so good. She's so amazing. And now she's flying a whole damn Star Destroyer herself. She sets up the trajectory and sends out a commission message telling everyone to take out the fucking Yiddies. She mm. hopes Shadowing will take the bait and Neth and the rest of them can carry out her orders. There's not long left for her to do what she needs and get out in time. Neth's first thought upon watching the Star Destroyer burn is Lulak is probably dead. <laughs> the idea drowned out T5's whales. Whales! I So I'm going to be honest, I thought Hera was going to die in this book and I was about to be very angry. And yeah, I was scared. I thought this was the moment I was like, oh, this is where it happens. No. <laughs> I was so stressed out every time Hera was on screen here. I don't think page. they're allowed to. I don't think anyone's yeah. allowed to kill Hera. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the person who loves... The being who loves Will most in the galaxy is T5. It's T5. <sighs> Me, did you have a bit to read here? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just all of it. Um, but <laughs> Nath Tenzin watched the deliverance burn and thought, Will Lark is probably dead. That idea drowned out T5's whales and the chatter on the open channel. Yet Nath had lost comrades before, he'd lost a whole blasted squadron, and his relationship with Will had carried a tax Nath had been paying since Seberon. Forget about the kid, he snapped at the droid, focus on surviving. And like later on, oh god, um, he thought of his final words to Will and how they parted. Nath had been right to figure that if Will was going to desert, Nath had feelings about that too, but he understood necessity. Then Will should have never come to Jakku in the first place. You got yourself killed sticking around. It's your own damn fault. Whew. Yep. Oh, Nath. Nath, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah. I think I almost wrote the end to these notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His- He's got to do what he has to do to keep himself going, but yeah. like, you're going to have to process your feelings, my dude. Yep. His Y-Wing is somehow still going with shields? Holy shit. <laughs> Plot armor. It's only T5. A little Y-Wing that could. It's, it's literally T5. T5. It's because of T5. Um, he's so mad and sad because of how he and Will parted, but he has to stop thinking about Will or he's going to die too. Here his voice comes over the comms saying to take out the Yadiz's nacelles. Nacelles? I don't know. The word looks cool. To stop us cloaking. A squadron of ties break off to head for the Deliverance, which gives the Bombers a chance. Natal is still playing who, what, where. He realizes Chess is fighting Deceptor and turns to help her out, probably killing Char. He's like, God, you're a fucking idiot, Chess, but in a loving way. They fly together. Someone over commas yelling, fish, fish, fish. So that was probably Char, who's now dead. Whoops. Charred fish. 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 He asks Chess if they're really going for a suicide run, and she asks if this is what we would want, which surprises uh. him. Yep. <clears throat> then they get a brief transmission from Quell and Kairos. They're heading down a Coruscant. The, the transmission does not last long. Chell asks, Chell? Chess asks Nath if Quell would want them to do the suicide run. And, well, Quell has always been one for finishing the mission. 
Nath shook his head and let the sound of pilots laughing and snarling and screaming fill his cockpit, heading off to lead his ships on one last bombing run. Uh, considering that you're, like, done with Will, sure does seem to be a lot of Will on your brain, Nath. Yep. You sure yep. You sure keep projecting on Will what you think Will wants without ever talking to fucking Will. Sure seem yeah. to be thinking an awful lot about Will, who you said you're yeah. done with. I thought you were yeah, done with think, Will. I don't think you're done with Will. Mm. Mm. Liar. <laughs> Quell and Keyes starts with their ships, fighting the waves of ties together, then return to fight each other. Kairos is off holding other things. Quell knows her only chance is to persuade Keyes to stop. She's never changed his mind before, but hey, there's a first time for everything, right? They banter a bit, and she asks how he's planning on destroying the databank. He's going to destroy the support structures and the anti-gravity repulses and let the fall do the work, which is going to be very bad for the people beneath it. They continue to fight around the databank, and she tries to talk him out of it by reminding him of the lives this will take, but he already knows. I know the price, Erica. Tens of thousands of them more on the levels below in exchange for billions. He's trying to convince her that he's right. It was the design of the Empire to compromise its servants so that we were bound by guilt. Freed fucking gets it. This is how things like the Empire keep power. Keyes is so damn sure that there will never be mercy or justice, and Quell isn't sure that she can argue with him on that. She gets snippets of what's happening over Jakku. She tells her people to stick together, and Keyes asks if they're dying. He approaches her and apologizes for compelling her to leave her squadron to come after him. And they fire on each other. Yeah, fun cliffhanger. Thanks again, Saf. Mm. You're welcome. That one was intentional. And not just they fire <laughs> on each other, but leaving the smell of death behind. Yeah, yep. there's death. The smell of yeah, death usually death. means that someone has died. Yeah, it's smelling yeah. like death. Mm. Smelling like death. <laughs> no one has ever thought, that smells like death. And then been like, oh no, it was just something else it was just yeah, yeah, like, can't even think of something else like it was just it was just my I bubble mean, bath i mean sometimes was, just... you're like i mean sometimes when you're out in the middle of nowhere you're like is that a dead animal or is that a skunk i don't know it's weed it's weed or is it a dead skunk <laughs> or is it a dead skunk and also lee and, I, lee and i literally a week ago were walking down the street and she's like oh it smells like a skunk and i was like leah <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in Toronto visiting a friend and we were walking along. I was like, oh, it smells like weed. And she was like, no, it's a skunk. And I was like, what? Never <laughs> know here because there's so many like, skunks where I live. So it really all... is. You've got a 50 50 split. Is it weed or is it a skunk? <laughs> Did not all realize the that they smelled to have similar. a similar scent. <laughs> right. Weed yeah. and a skunk. It's dangerous. Probably not an accident. How similar they would be. So, an accident. It's uh, skunks smoke a lot of weed. Speaking of weed and skunks, should we do listener questions? We should. Yeah. Uh, last week we asked, what's one piece of advice Sheev gives at his productivity webinars? His advice is never sleep. Any hey. sleep is taking up valuable productivity time. This, reading these responses is going to end with me realizing that I'm on my way to becoming a fascist dictator, yeah, isn't it? This is this is going to call us all out, I think. Ugh. I don't like I, it. I don't like I feel it. Like, <laughs> I feel like she would probably be like, listen, your employees aren't that important. You know, the people under you aren't that important. It's only about you. So as long as you're getting what you, you know, everyone under you is disposable. I feel what like advice that. could she give other than die? Let's let them kill you. Kill I thought yourself. you were going like, to say something else. Yeah, I like, thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. I'll she's do it. A, she's the advice basis. that she would give at his seminar is. Oh, <laughs> 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 so close. 
<laughs> is what? Do it. 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 Uh, but you're right. Yeah, no, die is a good one. Yeah. Die. Like, yep. You can you can come back from that. Just try again later. <laughs> you die right back. now. Try again later. And then no one <laughs> when no one thinks you're alive, soul. like it's a lot easier to get shit done because they're not right. badgering you with like, oh hey, can you like I don't know be seen in front of the Senate every single day and also like pass resolutions that pretend to govern for ten fucking years? You can turn your email <laughs> account off because you're dead. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Bitch, put on your auto reply and die. <laughs> <laughs> And then come back. And, die. <laughs> and then come back later. You can come back later. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, you um, can just take a break from it. And I then think. Come back. I think another very it's the ultimate good, vacation. A very another <laughs> very good productivity advice or just business advice in general um, is like to always keep copies. Always make copies. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <in this> Literally. <laughs> um, yeah. Always make a backup. Yep. plenty of backups yeah. plenty of backups yep of your documents of yourself whatever you need <laughs> your make apprentice snokes. of <laughs> yeah make sure you make sure have an around. adequate amount of pickled snokes yeah 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 i think his advice would be to just like to you know pay attention to the strengths of your teammates so like if one of your team members seems sort of disengaged with the topic at hand like give them another task to keep them occupied that will still positively contribute to the star wars twitter community overall you know, that evening. That definitely sounds like <laughs> Chief Palpatine to me. Are you Chief Palpatine? <laughs> what do our listeners have to say, Heath? Uh, X-Wings in History said, she's productivity advice. Don't sleep. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Instead, <laughs> meditate on okay. your intense loathing of everyone and everything and draw your energy from that. If you fall asleep and your apprentice murders you while you're snoring and defenseless, that is your fault. Yikes. <laughs> X-Wing took, well, didn't take, but X-Wing said the same ideas, maybe they made it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is this just me on a hi- I'm hypomanic? <laughs> Jamie said, Sheev on productivity. Even the greatest leaders need a break. Make time for yourself. Go see an opera. Pass on your secrets of your Sith legends onto your protege to prevent burnout. At least your burnout. Brilliant. Oh, really, really good so pun. Good. got better and better. Oh, really damn. good pun at the end of that one. Damn. Oh, that's so good. Anakin had the biggest burnout of all. Anakin had the biggest burnout. He was working way too hard, and we all saw You know, all happened. of Sheev's seminars start with like a gif of Anakin burning on Mustafar, like, this like, could be don't, you. No burnout. Don't let this, yeah. don't let this be you. No burnout. Don't let this be you. Oh Anakin Skywalker I... followed by seven tips, and and look at him now. And okay. then it's the it's the Rogue One hallway scene. <laughs> can I give you a task for tomorrow? Oh God. Uh, <laughs> you can you can give it to me, but you're gonna have to re-give it to me tomorrow. Yeah, but one of those like motivational, inspirational, like posters at work that have the big black frame oh with that terrible times at the yeah. bottom yeah <laughs> it just says burnout those <laughs> like, tacky don't, ass don't po- burn those out. really tacky then, ass posters yeah i know the ones you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Yeah. like it has a mountain and um, it's like motivation and it should be something like it, prevent burnout always have the high ground <laughs> yeah always have the high ground 
Always seek the high ground. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make two. One is going to be Anakin saying, don't burn out. And the other is going to be Obi-Wan saying, always have the high ground. Perfect. (laughs) Oh my God, I love it. I like it. Uh, Kevin said, she productivity advice. Always go about your work with a smile on your face and laugh on your lips. You do what you love. You never work a day in your life. And he sure like, none of this is loves. particularly shivy, but it's still just maybe so uncomfortable to read. <laughs> I mean, he does do what he loves. That's true. He does smile Wait, and like, laugh a lot. He does it's smile not, and laugh a lot. Not... He'd be like, I love what I do, and I've never worked a day it... in my life. He never asked, like, <laughs> what? He would, he would say that about what he does. He'd be, oh, yeah. I'm always smiling and laughing. <laughs> I mean, he... <laughs> like, he is always laughing, but not in a, he is not always in a nice smiling way. And laughing. Oh, boy. Just not the way we want. Not the way anyone enjoys. (laughs) Liam said, Sheev's productivity webinar is always about keeping them guessing, never letting them see you sweat. If you believe, they'll believe. I'm pretty sure Sheev is physically incapable of sweating. That's what I was going to ask. No, Sheev is always sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Sheev is always moist. Sheev is always moist. Slightly moister Sheev, not into it. (laughs) No, no. Sheev is always sweating see trust trust sheave is just the 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 pinnacle of moist sheave hang on i have to tweet from rogue pod just the words moist sheave <laughs> <laughs> we've got to give our listeners a taste of what's coming i mean yeah, we kind of did <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> dinner leader. Wow, who's this? Must be. I'm a so new, proud of you, dinner. Must new, be a new, new listener. listener. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recognize this name. Um, she's <laughs> she's productivity advice is quantity over quality. Your starfighters can be tin cans with lasers if there's a billion of them. Don't train your soldiers to shoot and give them worthless armor. If your super weapon is destroyed, just build another. There's no flaw in this plan. The plan did work for a good, decent, uh, did work for a long 18 time. years, 20 years, I don't know. <laughs> worked for a whole trilogy and a half. Steve's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm not here for, a, I'm here for a long time, but not a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And finally, Tom the fanboy said, Brutal, Sheev declares as applause from his last proclamation dies down, is not just for buildings. Severe is not just for hemlines and haircuts. Opulence, he indicates his embroidered finery without dominance, he clenches both fists, breeds recalcitrance. If you have time to look cool, a gnarled finger stabs punctuation towards the nearest holocam to point at all the viewers watching, both now and in the future, you have time to be cruel. Yellow eyes then turn, sweeping across a standing ovation with perverse triumph. Gosh, it's actually pretty decent. It's a decent. I kept one. trying to figure out if there was a secret message. Yeah, like is there a reference? <laughs> no, the secret in here? message is: if no, you have time just... to look cool, you have time to be cruel. Okay. <laughs> and it's that's I like that. It's a good slogan. For is is that slogan. how is that how tentacool Pokemon evolves into holy tentacool? shit? Yeah. It's like I have time. It listened to Steve's. This has to be a webinar, and then it evolves. Oh my god! Anyways, Jamie gets a glistening body for inspiring Hell tomorrow's yeah. photoshops yes. from Heath. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just really at least your burnout is just. Mwah. 
Um, I want to give X-Wings and History a body because it seems like whenever we release an episode, X-Wings and History is the first response. And it's always like the response is the exact episode length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we tweet out that there's a new episode and the episode <laughs> is 43 minutes. And 43 minutes later, we have a listener response from X-Wings and History. It's just I fucking love X-Wings. Really Remember great. when we used to have 43 minute episodes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very optimistic. What Can't is relate. this forty-three minute episode you speak of? That we we will probably return to that once we're done with Freed, hopefully. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, uh and a glistening body to newcomer dinner leader who <laughs> yeah. for Thanks for listening to the podcast. Hope response. you stick around. Yeah. yeah. Pretty pretty yeah. decent answer for your first time. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, to hear from Sounds you again. cute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Come back. <laughs> Hope you keep listening. I feel like somebody might date one of the people on the podcast. Hey. Send us your pick. No reason. <laughs> see what happens. Maybe, maybe they're just a really nice person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they sound really short. And they sound. Oh, damn it! I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 this week we're asking you <laughs> to share an ex. Oh, this is a good question. I'm so excited. <laughs> Share an excerpt from one of the Alphabet Alphabet Squadron pilots' live journals. Oh, so good! I'm really gonna. Uh, oh. I'm gonna think about that real hard. This is gonna be exciting. <sighs> All right, listeners, you can answer this week's question at our Twitter at RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. If you want access to our secret live journal posts, you can subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon.com/RoguePodron. Subscribe to the Rogue Quadra feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, FeedBurner, Spotify, Google, whatever. You can also, sometimes at midnight, if you go to the right beach, hear the sirens recite our episodes. It's very beautiful. It's, it's me. I'm the siren. It's Meg. It's Meg's the siren. It's uh, Meg's the siren, and I, I play the, the banjo in the back, in the background. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little crab just clapping my little, clacking. my little nippers in time with the music. Just clacking. <laughs> clacking my nippers. <laughs> Rate and review us on iTunes. Give us some stars. And actually, we have a review this week, and I'm so excited. Oh, it's been so too excited. long. I am like chomping down the star so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I've already oh. eaten my star. But I have a feeling this one is going to feed us really well. Oh. I'm so, it's, it's long, and I'm very excited. All right. If Star Wars were a podcast, five stars. By Kevin PTT. If the Star Wars saga were a podcast, it would be Rogue Podron because it's a total joyful mess of endless self references, which obviously shouldn't work, but is made with so much heart that it transcends its individual chaotic elements to become something unique. Let's not beat around the bush here. There are a thousand Star Wars podcasts covering every topic you can imagine. What sets Rogue Podron apart isn't the content, but the hosts, who are some of the most hysterically funny podcasters I have ever listened to, often even on purpose. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> each one brings a completely different dynamic to the show, and they always bring out the best in each other. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add a parenthesis of my own here, and the worst. <laughs> The show works because of the genuine warmth of their friendship so that as a listener, you feel you're listening in on a real, on real close friends discussing the stuff they care about. And they do care about it. Even the trashiest, most absurd pieces of Star Wars writing, which get shredded on the show, are clearly treated with the sort of 
a fiction that can only come from a deep-seated love of the franchise. I can always tell the episode is going to be special if it has Meg or Seth proclaiming, I hate Star Wars, at the top of their lungs over a chorus of giggles. The one sentiment that every single fan of this franchise has fervently felt at one time or another. (laughs) If you're looking for a new Star Wars podcast, jump in on any episode of Rogue Quadrant at all for an absolutely phenomenal good time. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, any of them. I think the Alphabet Podron episodes are the best for sincerity. <laughs> and the glove of Alex Free brings that up. <laughs> and the glove of Darth Vader or Dark Empire for mockery. <laughs> but you can't go wrong anywhere. And word to the wise, if you feel like you've le- just leapt in partway through an ongoing conversation, having missed like 50 frequently referenced earlier events and in jokes. Well, that seems right for a franchise that started with episode four anyway, right? Just like then, you'll quickly catch on. Oh, this review is going to happen! Oh, this is so beautiful. Yeah, Kevin, what the fuck? Kevin! Kevin. Destroyed us all. Oh my god. I'm going to print this one out and put it on my wall. Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, put it in my memory, hanging on my fridge. Just like... Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you so much, Kevin. Also, Kevin, have you listened? If you're a new listener, please, if you haven't listened to the Courtship of Princess Padron episodes yet, you (laughs) you got it. I love courtship. Those so are the much. best. Those are. Those I are love the best that. Episodes. I love that they were like, if you want sincerity, go to the ones that Saf uh, wrote later. If you want mockery, go to the ones that. <laughs> to yeah. be fair, the quality of texts in question. Yeah, it's not yeah. about rogue leader. It's, it's about it's source very material. Different. It's yeah. Very different. It's hard to mock I'm Alex Only Reeves. capable of picking terrible Star Wars books to talk about. This Look, we need something to balance out the. They're parade. so fun. Yeah, <laughs> they're so fun. I do really love. I like. I appreciate what's being said here too, though, just because like I do feel like. I'm often just like, why would any new person still listen to this? Like when there's so much backstory to understand anything we're talking about anymore. But I appreciate that Kevin is like, no, yeah, it's just like, that's how Star Wars is too. Just like, you'll figure it out and you'll love the host. And that's, that's what'll keep you there. And I appreciate it. I mean, someone that. who often starts listening to podcasts, like whatever newest episode, somebody like listen to this podcast. I'm like, okay. And I'll start with the newest episode they have. Like sometimes you just gotta listen to the latest one and be like, you know, I like this. I'll go back. And we're all, we're all foolish enough that a lot of the times we forget our jokes and I have to explain them it's again. True. <laughs> yeah. Also, sometimes you'll think we're referencing a previous joke. We're not. We've just made no, it up. We, then we all just have it. long-term memory issues. I, can't, I came onto this podcast, what, like four years after it started? <laughs> yeah, something like that. You yeah. but, but you had loyally listened to every episode up to that point, yeah. right, Ash? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Every single one. <laughs> well, yeehaw. Uh, next time. So <laughs> I just really, I miss my Baudrillard. Yeah. It's going to be I like miss, a I year miss. before you can do it again. I'm just going to do it right now. So thank you, yeah. Kevin, for that lovely, <laughs> I already forgot how to do it. Why do you sound like Sice Noodles? <laughs> Maybe I should do a Sice Noodles cover. That is not, hang on, no, hang on. That is not what Sice Noodles sounds like. Yes, yeah. it is. It I have her voice in my head and that was yeah. a pretty sad. <laughs> I may not have a mind's eye, but I have a perfect mind's ear, and for some it, reason, Sife's Noodles is in there. It might have been one of the closest anybody has come on this podcast. Sife's Noodles is in my said. mind's ear. Please get her out. Yeah, she, I can't get rid of her. The, her line saying, I love you from the bottom of my fluid sack is constantly in my head. I love you from the bottom of my fluid sack. <laughs>
Your size noodles voice is in my very brain, tormenting me. It's true. So, next time on Rogue Padron, Alphabet Squadron. Nope, this is not Shadowfall. (laughs) Victory surprise. (laughs) I know, I say Shadowfall. (laughs) Every time. By Shadow Son, Alexander Freed. Chapters 23 through 25. The end. Holy shit. Holy shit. I, I will not believe it till I see it. Yeah, we'll we'll find out. It's gonna be a long episode. Yeah. Uh, stock up kids. Stock up on what? <laughs> yeah, what are we stocking up on exactly? Snacks? Oh, oh what do you think of snacks? I bought a 500 gram bag of corn chips yesterday. How big is that in the US? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, hey Google. I'm not impressed. What, what, what until I... do you use? Ounces? Sure. How many pounds yeah. is that? Pounds. Hey Google, how many pounds is 500 grams? <laughs> one pound whatever a pa- yeah That's okay but i feel like th- a pound of corn chips it's a lot one. of corn chips pound corn is chips not that much when it's corn chips being measured so that's gonna be my snack for the for the final episode whatever no, here in america we call that fun size that's a weekend's worth of corn chips <laughs> yeah it's gonna be in one episode the weekender size saf please do not crunch corn chips the yeah for the love of <laughs> our listeners you fucking given given how loud your mic usually is please do not be chewing corn chips into <laughs> don't it don't do it <laughs> okay and with that with that commercial for corn chips this is rogue quadrant <laughs> signing off i'm like Pass i'm out. craving corn chips all of a sudden <laughs> i trust me they've been crunch, crunch, crunch. Pew, 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 no pew, don't pew. show me them that will make me crunch can we please pew so i can have the recording okay that's actually what we should have asked you to do the whole time. Just show us how big the bag is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, some, that's a bag oh, of chips. Those are tortilla chips. Yeah, it's yeah those are not corn chips. That's right. They're not. My bad. Well, it's okay. They're if white corn. corn they're white yeah. corn strips. Oh, they're not strips. even chips. They're strips. Same thing. Feel like do we're we call them crisps over there or something? No, we do not call them. Only weirdos call them crisps over here. We call look, okay. We call crisps chips. We call fries chips. Everything is a chip I know, here. I know that was a. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> look, I get defensive over our ch- <laughs> chip jargon, vernacular, yeah. snack vernacular, for well, then, vernacular. Well, well, then do you call it a waffle chip? Like. <laughs> I don't know what a waffle chip is. What like, the fuck is a waffle like chip? Waffle I want to be waffle fries. Oh, no, okay. When it comes oh, to like waffle, waffle fries and curly fries, we do say fries because like, like they're sweet potato things, chips. So fries. Yeah. Sweet. Well, the curly, curly chips. Fries. Curly chip. Cajun curly chips. chips. I hate it. I hate sweet everything about chips. all of that. Sweet potato <laughs> chips are a thing though. Freedom I'm chips. I'm going to change my to curly chip set. Freedom chips. America is so fucked up. Remember how for a long time we were mad at France (laughs) for not not joining us in the Iraq war fast enough. So we deemed the term French fries fries no-go. And they were called freedom fries. They're not even French. They're not even French.
Mm. <laughs> All because of the fucking Iraq war. What you should have done is change crepes to freedom pancakes. <laughs> that All right, so business meeting. 